thinking about your next getaway. Rediscover the journey, the adventure of the open road and every stop along the way. Rediscover space and comfort on board in our lounges and private cabins. Enjoy the fresh sea air and relax as you travel safely and in style. Rediscover ferry travel with Stanoline and take a carcation to Britain. Our great value economy fares start from only €117 single car and driver, with flexi-ticket upgrades only €18 more. Whenever you're ready, we can't wait to welcome you on board. Explore your options today at Stanoline.ie. Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you'll ever need in any of your role-playing games. I am your host, ZNC Weber, and with me at the table are my wonderful co-host, Tyler Grimley. Hello, hello, hello. And old Matty Hannibal Butler. That's me. How are you, gentlemen? Doing very well. Doing um, very yeah. well. Yeah. It's a fresh week since the last time we recorded. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Had, it's been a whole week. Yeah, exactly. We've had some time to ourselves, uh, had a little bit of a relax. Um, <laughs> I am a giddy boy. We did talk about opening a commune in New Zealand, but that's yet to materialise. That's just a dream on the horizon. Mm-hmm. The only difference between a dream and a goal is a deadline. Mm, how do you feel about deadlines, Matthew? Not good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> He's a man fueled by dreams. <laughs> okay. If you're joining us for the first time, what we do here is we take inspiration from a random Magic the Gathering card and a random word, and we create three plot hooks for you to use in your game. And we do that in the manner of a magic trick. We present the pledge, which is the seed of the idea. Then we turn it into something that's interesting and something that will capture your players' attentions. And then, for the prestige, we turn it into something that you want to include in your game. Some story that could lead onto or attach to that you can then go on to give to your players in your regular game. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Now, my co-hosts are both regulars on this podcast, so I think, officially, we can forego the getting to know you questions, unless either of you has a burning question deep in your soul. I mean, I do have a question that I would like. I would love to ask. Okay, I will allow it. And are we ever done knowing each other? Yes. There are layers of people, Zane. And we gotta dig, dig. Sometimes, dig. sometimes I you don't just don't much need any to know any more layers. <laughs> like once you get to bone, like there's not much more to discover. I want that marrow. How far can we really unpeel Maddie Hannibal Butler? Oh my friend. <laughs> Keep your shirt on, please. <laughs> okay, what is your question before it gets any weirder? <laughs> How do you name a town? How do I name a town? How do you name a town? What? Okay, so in the games that I play, I actually try to avoid towns in the sense that I try to avoid the trope of adventurers going from town to town. I either give them a base to work from or they're in like deep wilderness. If I were to name towns, which I do in one shots and whatever, I usually pick a like a geographical um, feature or like a... Uh, commercial feature like what kind of farm or crops they have and then I something and and I combine the two so maybe like uh, Cowmont would be uh, Hmm. a a cattle town underneath at the foot of a mountain or something like that yeah something that sounds legitimate 
and you don't have to think too hard about being uh, making it sound pretty. Yeah, but you okay. can also like you, your players will go, oh, it's the one with the cows. It's it's cow mod. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one that we had lots of beef in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Kittlehelm or something. Something that. Yeah. 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 Anyone well, else? <laughs> I know. I know. I've been working on a setting at the moment, and um, one of the things that I've been looking at is the history of their founding and what they were like as it was being established, um, which is probably a little bit more world-building work than uh, you need if you're doing an extensive campaign. Um, but I, I quite enjoy um, ironic names for certain parts. Mm, okay. Um, I, I love... Part of the setting is is it's in set in the Eden Dust Bowl, um, which is, as as it may sound, a dust bowl. It's, there's not much in it. It's and not so they Eden. named it Eden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. cool. Um, yeah, Mike, because I'm so good with deadlines, uh, that when I DM, it's usually writing the campaign in a rush. <laughs> and <laughs> so my Doesn't note. Doesn't sound like you at all. No, no. Uh, so uh, being a, a writer, uh, I fill my book with like names, I hoard them. And my favorite place to source names is either from history or from street signs. And when it comes to towns, I usually go to the street sign route because, you know, that's an actual place. And then depending on how the name sounds is how I design the town, how I design the town. So the most notable I've ever done is Prout. That's a street near my family home. And Prout to me just sounded like a very lumbering kind of small kind of town. And that became the setting for more or less a fantasy version of For Whom the Bell Tolls. I'm very proud of that session. Cool. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, that was exactly what I what I'd hoped for. We've got a, a lovely mix of uh, methods. Yeah, the fun part comes when you name taverns. Mm. Oh, yes. Because then you've got like the squiggly duckling or, <laughs> or, or, or just something funny that, that sticks in your brain. The bearded crab. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, so, the the adjective plus animal usually. Um, oh, I, I'm trying to remember what I've named the tavern, which was the, the wooden slip. <laughs> Um, and that, that came about because it is the, the tavern looks half-dressed because it's half-built of stone and that the rest was built with wood. Right. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay, well, shall we get into into the episode? Yeah. So I suppose. The card that we're taking inspiration from today is a forest. Just a forest. Just a simple forest. But it does seem to be a either... A regular forest with a very little township built on the branch or a very big forest with an average-sized township <laughs> built on a branch. Or um, an enormous forest with a large township. Yes. Uh, so there does seem to be some sort of dwellings built into the living tree, uh, kind of mushroom-shaped with little little glowing, orange glowing windows and sunlight streaming through the canopy. So... Who has a who has a pledge for this one? I think I've got a pledge if I can uh, ante up. Sure. All right. So you walk into this forest. It's a pretty boring forest at first, and uh, you set up camp for the night. It's a big forest. It's quite a long way to trek. Um, you realize, unless you've got any kind of druids or kind of magically protected party members, which we do, which we do, but say you've got a humble a humble barbarian or a, a big old but, fighter. Yeah, Big old fighter, but yeah, all those kind of, all those kind of uh, 
hunks, you could say. Sure, in the you, sense that they are made of meat, yes. Exactly, some big old <laughs> hunks of meat. You awaken and you find that they are gone. Oh, mm-hmm. but I, they, I need to stand behind them and cast my spells. Oh, you can't anymore, they're gone. They just disappear in the, in the forest overnight. Overnight, overnight. And you awaken, and then you awaken, of course, and there is a gnome who eventually finds you, and they take you to this town. It is a gnomish town in my world. Mm-hmm. And they don't answer any questions. They just supply you breakfast, and that's where I'll leave my little pledge. She took me in, made me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this situation, you found a forest, mm-hmm. you fell asleep, your fighters and barbarians disappear. Yep. Gnome finds you, takes you to this little village yep. up, in, in, up in the trees. Up in the trees. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Tully? Um, so, you find yourself walking walking through a wood, as one does, um, which gets thicker and thicker, and it gets harder and harder to break through the more, the more that you travel. But um, as you come through, you come to a, a clearing, just a straight road. It's very dark. You can see a town up ahead, so you follow the road. And um, as we've discussed before, you find yourself in a town on a very large branch. <gasps> no. Oh, oh. Not a large branch. Um, no. <laughs> My worst fear. Um, so, you stay the night, as you'll want to do when it gets dark and I you'll guess travel weary. gone out on a limb. <laughs> I, re- I regret it me. <laughs> And I love puns. <laughs> So, you stay the night, as you're wont to do, um, and you wake up in the morning to witness something large, hanging by, not threatening, but looming, perhaps. A large, furred creature, hundreds of times your size, so immense that even giants cower in the scale. That's where we'll leave it for that. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> All right, so, uh, dense forest, camping, no. You found this thing on found, a branch. You found the, the settlement here. Settlement on the branch. Yeah, settlement on the branch. You stayed the night. Giant, hairy, looming creature. Yes. Okay. As you wake up in the morning, you see a giant, hairy, looming creature. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a different route. And I'm going to introduce you to the world. The world. I'm just, just going to call it Tree World. Okay. Um, or the World Tree. And mm-hmm. so this world is small. It's finite, and everyone here knows how big it is. There are three major settlements. This is one of them. And the thing about Tree World is it is entirely composed of what looks to be one tree growing in all different directions. But if you find the right intersection of branches, there are things called slips, and they're just passageways from one part of the world tree to another part of the world tree. And so that's okay. how these uh, civilizations or these settlements kind of popped up. In is that they uh, they the, with the slips mainly lead to these three different places. Now, of course, everyone here is vegetarian. There is basically the tree and what grows on the tree. So the different kinds of fungus, and lichen, and moss. And so these are what people prepare. It's very craftsman focused. So. Um, Usually you would become a tradesperson and then you would travel between the settlements until you married and then you would settle down. And that is the world of the world tree. Mm. Oh, very cool. Now, mm. we have to turn. So which one are we going to turn first? 
Um, well, if you if you would like, I can uh, have a look through this this wonderful world that we've created. Yes. Which wonderful world? Well, what do we? Well, we all seem to be in stunned silence. I'm happy to, to go ahead with the turn. Sure. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Turn it with a flourish, sir. I, I, <laughs> I, resent, I resent having to do this with a flourish, but I will turn nonetheless. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so, <laughs> you discover this giant furred creature, and if you get a chance to see, see this in the distance or to scale, perhaps, you notice that it's, it's a rat. It's very, very large, but oh it's... It's a rat. It's a simple rat. And then you notice that um, around the town there are animals of regular scale, but there are animals of different scale as well. Some smaller, some, you know, beasts that can fit in the palm of your hand. Some are twice their normal size. Some are gigantuan, as you can see. I don't know whether that was gargantuan or gigantic. No, it's gigantuan. Both are words. Gigantuan? (laughs) Yeah, that's a word. Oh, there we are. Now it is. Completely. Take that, Shakespeare. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Um, yeah, this the some are gargantuan, and so you start to have a look around. And um, as it turns out, this town isn't regular sized, and this creature isn't huge. But you're not normal sized either. Everything that passes through the woods changes in some way, moves in in scale, and uh, there are some people who claim to have learned the secrets to manipulating the woods and its magic. Oh, I see. Ooh. So I need a name now. That's that's part of the turn. We need a what are we what are we calling this situation, this whole thing? Maybe are we talking the, about the people that are doing it? Is is that what we're naming or are we I think naming it's, they're they're the people the of forest? the woods. The 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 overgrown forest. Okay, the overgrown forest. Shall we move on Move on to sure. Show my mysterious disappearances. So one thing you noticed about this gnome and all of the gnomes in this town that you find yourself in is, of course, all of the food is vegetarian, and all of the gnomes have paler skin than gnomes usually have, with like kind of green, kind of glowing, kind of seams under their skin. Yeah. But you know they seem perfectly affable and kind. But they just do not refer... Like, you bring up your friends, obviously, who have gone missing in the forest. They just do not... They just completely block your questions. They just have no idea, they say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, they insist that they... You find that they're very, very passionate about vegetarianism. (laughs) And... Funny that it's not something and, that happens in the real world. But one thing you find really quite marvelous about this town is it seems to, at first you thought it operated by kind of pulleys and stuff. Like when you ascended to this kind of treetop village, mm. you went up an elevator that you assumed was just gnomish en- engineering, but it is in fact, of course, a living forest that's kind of aiding the mechanics of this gnomish town. And they have several in the thing, but yeah. You realise that there is a darker conspiracy at work because they want you to forget your friends and they want you to more or less stay. They're not going to let you leave. That's my little turn. The okay. There we go. We got that. And what are we? What are we calling it? We're going to call it dramatic pause. <laughs> Excellent. Name. That's, a, that's a weird name for a forest settlement. No, 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 no. Let's let's calm down. And we shall call it the. Name of mine. <laughs> <laughs> you may never leave. Oh. 
Ow. Gross. Oh, so uh, thank you for coming to the final <laughs> episode of Hook Podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. All right. Um, okay. So this is the world tree. Uh, and everyone's happy here. Very, very family-based. Not not much happens. So I, I kind of want you guys to throw some questions at me, see where I'm going to take this, because I, I don't have a turn planned. Okay. Mm. Okay. Does the tree, does the world tree grow vertically? If we've got limited space, you know, horizontally. Okay, so the world tree grows in all directions. So it seems like it's 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 not so much like a tree that we know where it's in the ground. It's 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 one organism that's growing uh, out in Just several out directions and then branches perpendicular from that and then maybe other branches off of that etc etc so I think maybe those who uh, traverse the slips a lot sometimes get caught in pockets and have to just kind of stay there until they can get back into the slip and back into civilization okay so maybe if you if you're this traveling party who maybe you're entertainers or your craftspeople and you get caught in a slip and you end up in this, I guess we call it what looks like a hub um, with runes all over the walls and and this maybe just like a glowing tangle of vines or or Hmm. branches in the the centre and you can when you touch runes like windows open up into like vistas like nothing you've ever seen before like you're used to everything being green and gold and and very vegetative mm-hmm. and you're opening up on fast like stony landscapes or star fields or deserts or yeah and it's something that you just don't understand um and so i think maybe this is where you open up on another window and you see a world tree just another world tree and i think that'll be the turn all right all right beautiful intriguing so which one do we want to prestige first shall we go in order which order did we go in i've forgotten everything oh my goodness tully would you like to prestige yes let's let's prestige so of all the people in the town who claim to have uh, mastered the uh the ways of the forest mm-hmm what Making turns, things grow big or small, right? Making things grow big or small. How, yep. to, how to control this magic. The people who seem to uh, to display it the most are the cooks. Oh, no. Never trust the cooks. Never trust the cooks. Never trust the cooks. So what's what's happening is, uh, you know, the beasts travel in and out and change in, sti- uh, change in shape and mostly size. Um, but the cooks have discovered that they can bring food in and make it large and make it last make it feed so many more people, which is why this settlement exists where it does in such a dangerous place, is you can bring a single cabbage from the outside world in. And if you bring it the right way, it can feed hundreds. It can last for weeks. And uh, this is a place beyond scarcity, as long as they can protect it. And so the goal for anyone who chooses to stay is to find a way to protect the settlement from the creatures that grow when they come in. 
Right. So you're gonna get rid of the creature. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So okay. that that's uh. So your adventures would be killing giant, giant, so giant, like moths, giant, 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 so giant rats <laughs> and enormous moths. And what happens when you stumble upon like an elk or something? <laughs> So Monster Hunter Extreme starring Ben <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> yeah, you just end up with an elk the size of a building. <laughs> That's wicked. It'd be like Shadow of the Colossus, would you like climb on, on the monsters? <laughs> but how, how do you even a- attempt to kill something like that? Well, that'd be that's you, that's something that you have to kind of like burrow in through its nose and then like we like explosive a hole into its brain cavity and you could like Luke Skywalker <laughs> under the AT-AT and like cut open its belly while dangling under it on a I, but if it's that big you can't cut through its skin so but potentially <laughs> what you've got to do is master the magic of the uh, yeah, of okay. the forest yeah, and that's become large yourself and what if, what if it's like the secret key is just to become a master chef <laughs> <laughs> you just you just have to get really good with a walk yeah yeah um. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's go on to uh to to yours, Matthew. So, how, so how do you want to? Would you like to say the title of mine? No, I wouldn't. Thank you. I, I'm not sure if I can continue without someone introducing my concept. You could. Very well. <laughs> the prestige of you can never leave is this. Uh, are you happy? Are you, are you, are you glad with what you've done with I'm your life? I'm so happy. Good. So you're adventurers. You're in this town, and of course, you want to leave. So you, every time you hit the town border, you find being in the town's perfectly affable. You can sell and buy wares at reasonable prices. The food is delicious. And you find that the more you eat of it, the more meals you partake, the more the kind of tree itself and the mechanics of the tree are willing to help you personally. And But if you try to leave the town border, of course, the tree, it's, it's not the gnome stopping you, it's the tree, like walls of thick branches that you cannot penetrate, mm-hmm. weave, weave in front of you. Until after, maybe after three days of this, and you're quite frustrated at this point, the gnomes say, there are invaders in the forest. If you help us, you know, you can, you can have your freedom again. And we're sorry we had to keep you. It's just the rules of the forest. And you realize as you go out to take out, take out these invaders, they're adventurers just like you. But they're, they're hunters, they're rangers, they're barbarians. They're not quite like you, not as quite as magically gifted. And the gnome's like, we have to either, we have to like capture them. And you're like, capture them, not kill. We're so used to killing. And then <laughs> you capture them and you realize that the, you've, you put them away and the tree kind of absorbs them. And you realize this is what happened to your barbarian and fighters. And the, the trick is, is they're obviously carnivores. Whereas druids and magically people, they're not considered beyond saving. Whereas barbarians and fighters and rogues, they're just thought of like, they're never going to turn vegetarian. Like they're sincerely. never going to turn vegetarian. For, exactly. So the, the, the forest we demands sacrifice. We shouldn't even give them a choice. So the forest demands sacrifice and you have to hunt a creature of the forest. So you get taken and hopefully save your friends. So what I'm hearing is... And I know this is only implied, but all the vegetables you've been eating have been grown from your friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yes, you discover your you discover the captors, and they are being integrated into the forest. <laughs> okay. Yum. All right. That's horrifying. Yes. <laughs> I told you, you can never leave. But then, like all of them are leaving. Yeah. So. I don't. You really ruined your own joke. Oh no! 
I'm hooked, line, and stinker. Oh, God. It's <laughs> worse. Okay, That's so worse. the world tree. Um, I think what I've inadvertently created here is a Rick and Morty situation um, <laughs> where you have a, a world that exists on a demiplane, which is the world tree that whoever and for whatever reason and whatever resource they provide... Um, maintains it as long as you are providing it mm. and then it has all these other different worlds for maybe perhaps what you what you you're existing inside the uh what is it called the uh components pouch of a, of a wizard oh. and so you find out this but then you also find that the world tree itself has the ability to create these small demiplanes and that's the the slips is creating these demiplanes so if you kind of go in there you can create your own little worlds oh oh my god and so i think this is this is the the adventure that you go on is trying to master this this ability and this power so that you can escape the the components pouch of a wizard so that he's not going to consume your whole world working a spell that's so wicked (laughs) i love it fantastic i i really do appreciate the the scale at which you're working, <laughs> which is like mine, mine just kind of screwed with everyone's sense of scale. Yours is you exist on a scale so small. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're we're Horton and the Hooing here with yeah, uh, yeah. You, you're a dust mode, <laughs> and you have to you live ha- on the dust. Mode. Yes, you you have to move that dust mode away from danger somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I, I'm. I'm pretty happy with that being like the genesis of the of the world so i guess the the adventures that you would go on is opening portals to other demiplanes and and uh defeating or finding the resources there that you can harvest to incorporate into your your new kind of maze of demi worlds Mm -hmm. so that you can become powerful enough to basically teleport you and your your world to safety so it's um, kind of like a quest where your players get to play god really well i think the the end goal is mm. to f- use the system mm. to save yourself yeah but the 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 way to get there is traversing these these different demi planes finding what you can there and bringing it back to your demi plane to um to Consolidate work this magic power and, gotta play yeah, yeah. a bit of a of a plane shifter yeah, but with, with a really, like, strong home base. Hmm. And whether you keep it secret from the different settlements or whether you kind of enlist them in doing it as well or, like, how you do it is kind of a diplomatic way of, of approaching the mission or if you want a megalomaniacal take over the world, then hmm. you bring back, I guess, fire, which is an unknown uh, unknown element in, your partic- in, the, in the world tree... And then you suddenly own everyone because you can burn down the entire world. Oh, as oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's it's really something to kind of strip back the world for the players. So there's like literally nothing, and then you just start adding these different elements and see what happens. That's that, that could be really fun. Mm. 
That's some staring into the abyss and the abyss stares back kind of jazz for your adventures. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, the idea is to make them have existential dread. That's some oh. niche Nietzsche. It is, that is my favourite thing, existential <laughs> dread. All right, well, that is us for this week. So we have had, we have had the overgrown forest... Yes, although I'm, I'm actually going to retcon that. Okay. The Evergrown Forest. The Evergrown Forest. Very I nice. like that better. We had the abomination that should never have existed, and we had the <laughs> world tree. Is that is that the title of mine? Yeah. I believe I formally named mine in the turn, and I will not sign off until... Oh, what, it is, is, what is it called, Matthew? You can never leaf. You can never leaf. That's <laughs> what he's decided on, and so that's what we're saying. So if you like any of those ideas, please feel free to use them in their games and let us know that you have. Like, we'd love to see how these ideas have turned out. Um, so we are released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives, non-commercial life, 4.0 international license. Uh, so that means that you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit and you don't use it for commercial purposes and you don't remix, transform, or build upon the material in any way for profit. But you can let us know. We're pretty easy. You do what you want to do. Have fun games and use our ideas, I guess. If you have any art that you'd like us to use, rather than using a Magic the Gathering card, you can reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also send us an email at hooked.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you once again to Matthew from Delicious Word Sandwich. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you very much to Tully from Dungeon Deep Dive. Thank you very much for having me. We'll catch you next time. And until then, keep playing games. Bye. What's better than a rotating cast of hosts? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the obscure sport ferret legging where people put ferrets down their pants. Or Graham, the 52 hertz whale, the loneliest whale in the world. How about everyone's favourite Christian radio program, Ranger Bill? Oh, who the hell are you? What are you doing here? I came prepared with a 45-minute lecture on international humanitarian law. Where do people keep coming from? All these people are, you know... uh, We host now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the new hosts. Of what? Of unfeatured articles, everyone's favourite Wikipedia-based podcast where we dive into the depths of Wikipedia to find articles that aren't necessarily featured. Uh, Check us out everywhere you check out podcasts. It's free. Podcasts are free. iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and other things. Love you. Thanks, kids. Bye. They say you only get out what you put in, and with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching, or barbecuing, check out Kerrygold.com for ideas, or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram. They say you only get out what you put in, and with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching, or barbecuing, check out Kerrygold.com for ideas, or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram.